So yes, that activity of failing to support Hillary Clinton and yes, going to lots of rallies, but not really saying everyone needs to vote for Hillary Clinton, instead saying, we need to solve these problems, i.e. you, my followers, should be even more devoted to me. So that if you happen to vote for Donald Trump in four years, you're really, really going to need me to come and take charge of America and wave my magic socialist wand and fix all your problems and redistribute things appropriately. Bernie doesn't even have a plan like Elizabeth Warren. She's the socialist, the left-leaning progressive person with more plans, but at the same time, she also does not have significant support from African-American voting groups. And that's needed um, because African-American voters are the reliable Dem voting base. Reliable, the most reliable. Um, somebody made a comment, it's easy to trigger bombs when you're safely outside the blast radius. And Susan Sarandon and people that advocated for voting for Trump because he was going to be needed uh, to inspire a revolution. She is safely outside the blast radius of Trump oppression and Trump brand fascism because she's wealthy um, and an ideologue who does not appear to be able to anticipate all of the suffering, all of the murdered children, the separated families, the migrants languishing even now in deadly tent camps just outside the US border where they're being attacked, suffering from kidnapping and violence, etc. Uh, prior to being quickly shuffled through America's legal system without representation and then sent, sent away to the jungles of Guatemala or elsewhere. I would love to make a friend with someone who loves the movie Angry Birds 1 as much as I do because that movie has a bird who is angry and is, a, is ostracized from his community as a consequence. And they befriend some pigs who come in and, and act all kind and concerned and only the angry bird is suspicious of their motives when they steal all of the children uh, from the bird community and leave. They all look to the angry bird uh, as the only person suspicious enough in their community to have highlighted the potential dangers of befriending the suspicious green pigs. I, his anger becomes their unifying force and their spur to action and their mission to, to regain their children. So I want to be best friends, not best friends, I want to make a social media friend with somebody who's prepared to listen to my Angry Birds analogies on a regular basis. Uh, and find other ways in which we can reach out to people and explain to them that this is a moment where we need to get comfortable with our anger and not use it to, to make threats, but to use it to help us join groups, to become well-organized in our pursuit of justice. That corruption isn't just a word, an abstract concept, it's something that hurts people. Uh, so to join organisations that A, help mitigate some of that hurt, but even more critically at this point, to join groups which have uh, plans of action for how to minimise the voter suppression, the voter suppressing actions of the Republican Party. So fair fight action, I've got that listed here somewhere. Fairfight.com is the website of Stacey Abrams' group that fights 
voter suppression and uh, addresses a lot of the legislation that Republicans tend to put forward at a state level to reduce and to disenfranchise the African-American vote, knowing that those people often do vote those people. African-American people often do vote for Democratic candidates at a in a statistical sense. You can't guarantee somebody's vote by seeing their racial background and saying, well, I know who you'll vote for. No, that knowledge is not guaranteed. There's just, uh, you can confidently say the likelihood is higher. And that's what Republicans do when they try to decrease um, voting machines in African-American dominant communities. They make the machines unavailable, they accidentally lose the electrical cords that plug the electronic voting machines into the walls for an energy supply. Uh, they institute effective poll taxes in Florida where they claim you have to have no unpaid fines prior to being able to exercise your democratic right to vote. So I often promote that charity and then, or that organization rather, because they're an advocacy group. It's very important. Uh, this is a charity that helps migrants. I mean, it's such a small proportion of migrants at the moment that can have access to legal help. Trump not only removed um, access to recreation for children who are being, the thousands upon thousands of children who are currently being detained um, by the US government, but also he removed access to legal representation. This is a point that I would like to bring up for people who want to try and deprogram their brainwashed Republican relatives who say, no, but I hate socialism. Because under the Republican Party, corporate socialism is promoted where profits are privatized. If you own a company, you can, you can keep that profit you make, but the risk is socialized so that if they go bankrupt, they get bailed out by public funds. Uh, or they get, um, or they apply for public subsidies, taxpayer subsidies, corporate subsidies that help them uh, have better loss benefit calculations. So that's all I'm going to say for today. Thank you so much for for listening. If there's anything you would like more commentary on, or anything that you think is a good strategy, a good tactic for opposing fascism, let me know. We shouldn't beat ourselves up so much that the Republicans have been more strategic than Democrats um, because Democrats built something. There's been a, a push for social progress for decades that has made a great deal of progress. So Republicans could just use their, their anger at that, their anger at social progress to galvanize their efforts to, to think strategically we haven't had a strong motivation. There's been room for complacency to sit back and go, well, look, there was an African-American president, two-term African-American president, everything must be fine. No wonder Democrats were not as motivated to turn out to vote in the midterm elections for Obama. They were complacent, everything seemed okay. Now we know better. We know that there were people building up uh, steam for opposition to Democrats, that we're building up a feeling of resentment, of entitlement, and conviction that America was going downhill rapidly because an African-American man was in power and they could not conceive that he could be leading the country in a positive direction.
They could not conceive of the fact that he was improving the American economy. Um, so yes, that's very important to note. I've also noted previously that uh, areas with higher premature death rates where people are dying in middle age from suicide, uh, drug overdose, etc. Counties with those high death rates, 8% average on average higher than other counties, that correlates with a higher likelihood that they would vote for Trump. And uh, if you complete a survey in which you endorse a lot of explicitly racist attitudes, statistically speaking, there's also a correlation with increased uh, rates of death from heart failure. So if you're the type of person who's so racist that they lack the ability to bond with people or trust others, then you're also likely to have higher rates of angina or heart failure or heart palpitations, which is interesting. I, I leave you with that information. Perhaps I could find some of those articles for you so I can share. Okay, I can copy and paste this article and make a banner of it. So just so you can, that could make it easier for people to Google for themselves if they want to see it. Where despair deaths were higher, voters chose Trump. If people had seen a lot of people around them die, they were more likely to vote for Trump, but they were possibly also more likely to die because they were racist and racism impedes your ability to trust others. So the direction of causality is all very complicated there and room for lots more research, obviously, but it just made me feel a little bit sorry for people who don't understand the damage that holding racist attitudes is likely to do to them. All right. Um, oh. I'm just loading my own uh, broadcast so that I can see if there's any trolls that need to be blocked. And surprisingly enough, there aren't any trolls at present. So I'm pretty pleased about that. Thanks for joining in. Oh, DEJ has joined in and he's finally a moderator. I got it done. I'm pleased with myself. And Brian's joined in as well. Nice to see you. Uh, do I have a comment? No. All right. Uh, oh, and this is the next one. I can bring this up that I was just referring to about uh, there being... And I'll put that on a banner as well. Let's discuss this one. Oh, hello everyone. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm adding now a new tab, white racism tied to fatal heart disease for blacks and whites. So if you live in a community where there's higher levels of racism, then you're more likely to 
suffer discrimination from health services or be more likely to avoid health services because you fear discriminatory treatment, a self-perpetuating cycle of racism and disadvantage and negative health outcomes. So there's a pronounced effect of fatal heart disease increases associated with being black and living in a community where there's a high proportion of racism. Uh, but just because it's a novel claim that I haven't seen anywhere else before, I'm also going to be looking again at this point that living in unabashedly racist communities can also shorten the life of white people. Uh, detrimental to both the group targeted by the bias, but also the group that har harbors the bias. Ah, and this is where I need to uh, scroll down to the reference section because I, they made reference to a study from Pennsylvania. So death rates for circulatory diseases from 2003 to 2013 were collected by the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, and put it together with uh, data from the racial bias, data from Project Implicit. Uh, okay, recent study from Pennsylvania suggested that whites in highly biased communities are less likely to trust and bond with others in their community and that this lack of social connectedness may have negative health implications. So can everybody read that? Is that high enough on the screen? Let me see. Okay, so interesting point that I should cover as well. It says we found that whites explicit bias, so your tendency to openly say racist things, was more powerful than their implicit bias. Implicit meaning things you just keep to yourself, part of your makeup that you might even be unconscious of, uh, at predicting negative health outcomes for blacks. So people who are so racist that they don't keep it to themselves, they say derogatory things out loud. If you live in a community with people, lots of people like that, you're more likely to have a negative health outcome. And that makes sense. Live around, living around highly verbal, very confident in their racism uh, folk would be detrimental to heart health. I can appreciate that at a uh, causal logical level. So it's become more normative over the past 40 years, they say, to be egalitarian, to at least explicitly deny being racist. So being labeled a racist is stigmatizing in many communities. And a lot of you social media uh, frequenters would know that from encountering a lot of Trump trolls who consistently and provocatively ask, how is Trump racist? Prove it. So they deny being racist and they deny the very obvious fact that Trump is racist and that he has decades worth of evidence of his uh, extremely potent racism that led to him and his father being charged with uh, prejudice in who they accepted as applicants for rental properties. So they were found guilty for that and had to do reparatory work in terms of advertising in non-English speaking newsletters that they were, or not non-English speaking, but they had to advertise that they would let anybody uh, rent their condos as part of the settlement. In fact, we could, why not get that article up? There's evidence of Trump's racism. I can do that. Evidence of Trump's 
racism because there are articles that have that very precise um, topic. So we can put it here for a resource for people. And then we can use that again whenever we have a troll as well. So does that, uh, I have three more comments. Let's have a look at what people are saying. Somebody says, that's really sad, especially in this day and age. Is that a troll? That name looks like a troll. DJ's all fired up to look for the trolls because he's finally been made a moderator. I'm so sorry it took me so long. I wonder why I couldn't found your account before. All right, now let's get rid of that article and we'll put up the Vox article that I'm referencing about uh, Trump's history of racism. Because it's very long, but I won't devote a great deal of time to it just because uh, trolls shouldn't occupy attention too much. So his record is, yes, not only calling all Mexican immigrants criminals and rapists, uh, stereotyping black reporters, yes. I'm looking for more historical information. Ah, uh, here we go. The Department of Justice sued him for racial discrimination in the 1970s. 1973, so under the Nixon administration, they sued Trump Management Corporation for violating the Fair Housing Act. Federal officials found evidence that Trump had refused to rent to black tenants and lied to black applicants about whether or not apartments were available. Trump said the federal government was trying to get him to rent to welfare recipients. In the aftermath, he signed an agreement agreeing not to discriminate against, not to discriminate to renters of color without admitting. Oh, so he didn't have to admit to his first instances of discrimination. But there were whistleblowers who said Trump staff would mark the applications of people of colour with a C. So stamp C, person of colour, i.e. don't progress that application through to offering them a place to live. A former employee at Trump's castle accused um, another of Trump's businesses of discrimination. When Donald and Ivana came to the casino, the bosses would order all the black people off the floor. It was the 80s, I was a teenager, but I remember it. They put us all in the back. Trump has always used racism in an economic sense, uh, saying in 1988 at a commencement speech, he accused Japan of stripping the United States of economic dignity. So here he has this tendency to always talk about the world in a zero-sum game sense, that if Japan is doing well, not just that they're winning, but they're taking something from the US, they're stripping the US of economic dignity, 
and that type of hyperbole against another country, just purely um, framing their success as being an attack on the United States. And that's very evocative to say stripping the United States of, of dignity. Wow. Uh, yes, Trump spent thousands and thousands of dollars of his own money to, to run an ad in local papers such as the New York Times saying, bring back the death penalty, bring back our police. Trump still claims to believe that they are guilty despite DNA evidence to the contrary. That the exonerated five, uh, he claims to not believe that they're exonerated. The Trump Plaza and casino had to pay a $200,000 fine because it transferred black and female dealers off casino tables to accommodate a big time gambler's prejudices. Okay, so we have we have probably spent enough time dealing with that man's problems. Hello Zinte, nice to see you. Yes, yes, that's good. You're not a troll, excellent. I love it when we vouch for each other, that's very important. Uh, one final thing I'll do today before I go is encourage us all to follow accounts that aren't just um, going to activate or draw our attention because of outrage. I want us all to follow accounts relating to the economy. So it's not always a new outrageous story, but we have to focus on things that will make a difference. Uh, and unfortunately, stories about migrant mistreatment, we should focus on in that we should be supporting those charities and organizations that can make a difference as a stopgap measure until we can get fascists out of office. But in terms of, uh, yes, so we can still raise awareness about that, but we have to at least make a conscious decision to raise awareness around Trump's mismanagement of the economy because that is something with a breadth of appeal that goes beyond the justice uh, and nurturing issues that we often champion people on the left. It's like a division of labor. We care about not being cruel to people because we know that cruelty can be addictive and it can escalate. So the cruelties that Hitler adopted towards Jewish people uh, brought him more and more political capital with some Germans who were excited, who were roused to enthusiasm by seeing how far Hitler was prepared to go to demonize Jewish people, to make them the answer to what was wrong with Germany. Is there a problem? Jews. It's Jews. Easy fix to that, let's be horrible to Jews, let's write legislation excluding them from businesses, excluding them from professions, and excluding them from owning certain things. Uh, yes, one of those things is guns. That doesn't support the argument of the NRA and gun worshippers that they shouldn't be subject to background checks or cooling off periods before being able to purchase a gun. You are all gun worshippers are clearly not prepared to defend America against tyranny because you voted in the tyranny now and you refuse to engage with evidence about the criminality and destructiveness of the tyrant you put in office with your 
gun worshipping votes and your selfish devotion to owning as many weapons as you possibly can. So, ah, thank you, Brian. You have been uh, following accounts that I retweet. I'm grateful for this. And I, that, that is a step towards promoting these things, to making it a, something that we do more broadly, that we make a conscious effort to do, because we do need to respond to Republican strategies by being strategic ourselves. We can't just rely on human emotions to reject fascism because human emotions go haywire in, under fascism. Some people just gravitate towards fascist rule. It fits all their narratives, internal narratives of how the world should work. There should be an ubermanly man in office who says, I don't care about what people say about what the right or humane thing to do is. I'm going to ban people from various countries. I'm going to separate their families so that some people who have left on holiday can't get back in or people who've had a baby overseas can't return to America. I'm going to be incredibly cruel and that's powerful. He's invited people into his sense of omnipotence. They've got a sense of shared omnipotence because of that unrestrained nature of fascism that you will do commit any act of depravity or cruelty and some people are attracted to that power and we've got to acknowledge it and work very hard to make sure that other people acknowledge the destructive potential of having unrestrained criminal enthusiasts and mob associates and people without standards uh, or humanity in power. That that's didn't work out for Germany, it's unlikely to work out to benefit America. So the people who voted for Trump who were struggling with what psychologists call the psychology of accommodation, that unwillingness to look at your past actions and deem yourself to have made a mistake. Those people are accommodating everything Trump does as in, yes, sure, it's great, I wanted him to do that. I knew he was a crook and I relished his criminality. An Iowan voter said to Joe Walsh the other day, apparently, according to Joe Walsh, that he knew Trump was a crook and he'd done the wrong thing and that he would continue to do the wrong thing. And he said, it's my payback. It's my revenge. So Joe didn't answer what it was the man said he wanted revenge for. But one's got to presume revenge for there having been a, a black Democratic president in power for eight years, whilst he probably kept reading Fox News about how terrible that was and how much that was destroying America. So his feelings got so hurt that things didn't go his way or that he was being told that things weren't going his way. And he got this impression that, yep, people who don't like white males, they're winning and they're my enemies and I will have my revenge. Very Shakespearean and very self-destructive and delusional. People on the far left can also be totalitarian-leaning people. I grant you that, and they frustrate me, but they also exist. Far-left totalitarian advocates. And I think we also have a duty of care to try and rein those people in as well, to vet Bernie, as it were. Why aren't more people talking about Stephen Miller and Steve Bannon? They're the real masterminds. They are, but they're not directly within our political reach. So that's a good point. I'll, I'll think about it. Until then, I'm signing off for now and uh, 
hope to talk to you again soon. I'll be broadcasting tomorrow morning for me, so around 6.30 Eastern Standard Time for you guys tomorrow. So hope to hope to see some of you then. And don't forget to follow. Oh, which account am I suggesting? Uh, something called uh, Dem Economic Office. Let's see if I can find it. Ah, well, there's a com oh, maybe if I put the word committee in there. There's a committee. No. All right, well, I'll work on it. See if I can find that account for you to follow. I know, what if I scroll down my likes? I bet I liked a lot of things that they posted. Oh, the wisest thing in the world is to cry out before you are hurt. It is no good to cry out after you are hurt, especially after you are mortally hurt. People talk about the impatience of the populace, but sound historians know that most tyrannies have been possible because men moved too late. It is often essential to resist a tyranny before it exists. So that's the most profound quote that I uh, can suggest to you. Oh, I'm scrolling past some things, if you can see, about uh, bulldozing some areas that koalas were in, which was a bit sad because so many koalas were already incinerated in the bushfires. The bushfires are continuing. Uh, but yes, it's very hard. Oh look, Jared Kushner failed to disclose he led a foundation funding Israeli illegal Israeli settlements. Yep, that face is not a modest, humble face. But we shouldn't base our judgments on his face because that's not the kind of explanation that builds consensus. Nobody can say, you know what, he does have a terrible face. I realize now I was wrong to support Jared Kushner and the Trumps. Um, okay, well, that's okay. I'll, I'll put it on my to-do list for next time. Oh, designation six, I will share with you because that's an account. You might already follow it. Uh, but they he posts lists of Fox News advertisers so that we can boycott them. Uh, consumer power is one very important thing left for us to be able to do to resist fascism. So you can you can uh, avoid buying things from any of the people who advertise with Sean Hannity. Oh look, here we go. Let's find alternatives. Oh no, Universal Pictures and Disney, they sponsor Fox News. Don't buy their products if possible. Jenny Craig, GSK, that's GlaxoSmithKline. Smartmouth, Starkist, WeatherTech, LifeLock. All right, that's a hard one for mummies. Boycott Disney products. Do not buy your children merchandise from Universal Pictures or Disney's. Do not go to Sandals Resorts, Beaches Resorts, that's easy enough. 
My pillow. Everybody knows that guy is a Trump freak. Uh, Procter and Gamble. Ooh. Do they make pharmaceutical things? Plexiderm. Don't know what that is. The NFL Network. That sounds like a football thing. Always. Oh, they're suitcases. I've heard about them today. They also abuse their staff. So don't buy always suitcases. You're supporting Fox Network and the brainwashing of Americans to support white nationalism, white supremacy, and the political party that offers you that, the Republican Party. There we go. I must have covered everything I wanted to now today. Uh, oh, so I'm also streaming JCAT on Periscope. So I stream simultaneously on Periscope and YouTube using a website called StreamYard.com, which is very handy. Procter & Gamble is huge. Yes, they probably make toothpaste and everything. We'll have to invest some time and energy into finding alternatives to Procter & Gamble. So see you guys. Thanks so much. Uh, all the best and hope to see you again soon. Take care of yourselves and each other. Broadcasts know that I frequently tape the audio onto a podcast format so that people can listen along during a daily commute or something like that. Requires less download bandwidth and you can listen along in podcast form. So, yes, but my job now is to go to see what news is happening. And, oh... I would just like to discourage anybody who's a listener uh, from supporting Andrew Yang, who hinted that he would be opening to pardoning President Trump, uh, and has also worked with Tad Devine, someone who's been a colleague for Konstantin Kilimnik, who we should all know is a former uh, Russian intelligence officer, who Manafort gave polling data to, internal polling data, of significant value and, and importance to this former Russian intelligence officer, Konstantin Kilimnik, in a Trump hotel in the Havana Club in 2016. And Manafort passed on polling data pertaining to Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. All of the states that Trump managed to eke out a slim margin of victory, which won him the Electoral College, with a bare 77,000 votes. So that's what it took and certainly 
a greater number of people than that uh, voted for Jill Stein and Gary Johnson, two third-party candidates. Uh, and the support for those party candidates was obviously um, magnified and intensified by actions online from uh, Russian intelligence services. They had over a million dollar budget to support Bernie, to support Jill Stein, to promote Trump, to increase division amongst Americans, to increase the entitled uh, aggrieved qualities of Sanders voters so that they would not vote for the Democratic candidate, Hillary Clinton, for the successful Democratic candidate who won by millions of votes uh, in the primary election, but Bernie Sanders voters were tricked into believing that the primary race was rigged, etc., etc., and could not wrap their heads around the idea that a confirmed uh, socialist who hasn't been involved with a great deal of consensus building or sound policy making, who's voted uh, in a way that the NRA approves of a lot of times, who voted against Americans being able to sue gun manufacturers, uh, who voted against the Brady legislation five times, and who was absent uh, when there were votes in the House of Representatives to, to condemn Russia and to add to Russian sanctions. Oh, my husband for some reason is asking me when we got married. He must be filling out a form. Don't worry, I'm not going to say it out loud. Oh, maybe he wants to know for our wedding anniversary. That's exciting. It's always exciting to think a loved one might be looking ahead. All right. Brian says, are you open to discussion? Is this about Yang? Oh, yeah, yes, you can come on, Brian. I will put in my earphones so that you can call in. Ah, no, the only trouble is with the way that I'm broadcasting simultaneously on YouTube and Periscope, uh, you will not be able to come on unless your face is on as well. If you have a laptop with a camera on it um, and, and you have uh, Google Chrome downloaded as a search engine, then you can come on to the, the StreamYard website that I use and I can share screens with people using that. All right. Uh, oh, I wanted to, what I might do is open up something that's a link to the transcript of a Senate briefing in which Republican senators were briefed on the above board uh, U.S. government effort led by Joe Biden, who was vice president at the time, to oust a corrupt uh, prosecutor general in Ukraine. So what I'm going to do is just click on that, open the link in a new tab, and then we can cross to it. All right. So let's go to this Senate transcript. So we can have a look. Um, do we have any moderators? Because I'm happy to, uh, I'm happy to, 
to block the troll that's pretending Russia didn't hack the election. Even Trump is agreeing to that now, um, although it wasn't in his interest to concede that he had help. But he recently made some announcement about how he understood that Russia had, had interfered. Hi, Norma. Thanks for joining. Oh, yes. Um, the Patreon account, I can share a banner with you for that. Uh, you have to go to, you can Google the Patreon website, but DavChat's my handle for that. I have a few Patreons that I am very grateful to. Their support is literally invaluable to me in terms of helping with the costs of uh, accessing this website, StreamYard, and purchasing microphones and equipment, etc. And I might even get a, a fancy whiteboard for my birthday from my husband as well, uh, if I'm lucky. This is the whiteboard I'm using at the moment. It's a little bit embarrassing because it's very children'sy. Alright, let's have a look. Where is Oh, I can't find it. Sorry, I'm just trying to Ah, oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, hearing before the Committee on Foreign Relations in the United States Senate. So I know that Senator Rob Portman voted in favour. Oh, here we go. Let's, this is very important. Which of these are Republicans? Rubio, Ron Johnson, Jeff Flake, Cory Gardner... Rand Paul's still there and Barrasso's still there. So we've got Rubio knows that Biden was part of a sanctioned, above-board, uh, worldwide effort to help Ukraine move on from some of its corrupt past. And Viktor Shokin was a Kremlin holdover. And the investigation into Burisma had lain dormant for over a year when Biden led this push to oust the corrupt prosecutor. So he had been investigating Burisma and he had stopped because he was not making an adequate effort to, uh, to address corruption in Ukraine. All right, let's scroll down a little bit. Various people make a presentation. Ah, Victoria Newland has, yes, testified to the fact that, she testified under oath to the fact that European, European Union and Angela Merkel and the International Monetary Fund were all supporting uh, a, a program to target the, the corrupt prosecutor general. So they've tried to support Ukraine in their efforts. And... Uh, we have a country that needs to put tremendous reforms into place. The Minsk II agreement has been negotiated, okay. And although there are a lot of concerns about Russia's adherence to this agreement, part of it requires the country of Ukraine to be taking steps on its own. Yes, so uh, Ukraine's creditors uh, were also pushing for Shokin to be ousted. People 
who had invested in Ukraine or countries and, and corporations wanted to know that efforts were being made to stop basically the skimming of profits off nationalized uh, companies such as nationalized gas companies skimming off profits to pay to Russian Ukrainian oligarchs to Putin's friends basically. Donald Trump wants in on that type of uh, corrupt scheme. Jeff just heard Trump congratulate the wrong Kansas City from the Super Bowl. So yes, so the real Kansas City that won the Super Bowl was from Missouri, is that is that the case? Ah, Brian wants to call in because you're a Bernie supporter. I can sympathize with what attracts you to Bernie, with what attracts anybody to Bernie, because I know that the direction of US politics has become so unhelpful to the majority of people in the US, to the working class and even to the middle class, that the privatization of, of medical care has, has led to so much hardship and distress, and that Bernie promises to make a lot of those problems go away. Uh, I'm, I'm arguing that he is uniquely unfit for the position of leading America, not as unfit as Trump, uh, but he does have a little bit of that messianic complex by which Bernie is likely to persuade people of this cult idea that only he, Bernie, can adequately address these problems. Okay, so, so Missouri is the home of the Kansas City Chiefs and Trump has mistakenly congratulated Kansas. Interesting. Uh, yes, Bernie, when I say he's a socialist, I mean democratic socialist countries tend to do very well. All of us capitalist countries aren't undilutedly capitalist. We have a mixture of uh, some publicly owned infrastructure and publicly owned businesses that uh, and publicly owned institutions, so public education and various roads and airport control towers, etc. Those are parts of a socialized system of government where you have taxes that then pay for critical infrastructure that assists the prosperity and economic success of a nation. Oh yes, that's a very important point, that Trump uh, has paid $3.4 million for a Super Bowl party at his, what, at Mar-a-Lago? Anyway, Trump often gets to do rest and recreational activities that involve taxpayers paying Trump to entertain himself and to uh, promote his donors getting access to, to Trump. <laughs> it's a strawman argument to suggest that uh, we, we on the left are arguing for impeaching Trump because he got the, uh, he showed ignorance about southern states. Uh, Trump is being, was impeached and remains impeached uh, as a consequence of using American taxpayer money, $391 million of it, to extort an allied country government to help him slander and scheme and uh, announce illegitimate investigations into his likely political rival for the 2020 elections. So seeking foreign interference in contravention of uh, campaign finance laws that were written to try to prevent uh, 
presidents being beholden to to leaders from other nations. Uh, Trump also eroded the separation of powers by usurping the power of the purse from the legislative branch. So Americans, for some reason, often fail to mention this. It's part of a consolidation of executive power for Trump to be using that money in the first place. He had no right to play with that $391 million. It's not a policy disagreement. Trump secretly and covertly withheld money that had been bipartisanly duly appointed by Congress to further American geopolitical aims, to safeguard the American people by uh, providing security to or providing military aid to Ukrainians to defend themselves from Russian military aggression because Russia is warring against Ukraine in order to take over Ukraine and take over as many countries that neighbor Russia as possible, to increase Russia's influence and significance in the world and to depose America from its position as chief superpower in the world. Russia wants to bring you down, not only to be level with it, but to be beneath it. And that's a long way to fall because America is the wealthiest, most powerful country in the world, and Russia doesn't even have an economy that's much bigger than the economy of New York City. But Putin has his hooks in you because, as he does in, in many other Western countries now, because racists are basically vulnerable points in the psyche of any civilization. Racism, irrational hatred of demographic groups, weakens communities, weakens civilizations. Yes, Trump is forever impeached, but he is not removed. Uh, and that's a consequence of the corruption not being limited to Trump, but rather extending and permeating deep into the Republican Party. We don't know what material was on the emails that were hacked from the Republican Party, but knowing some of the crimes that Republicans have been associated with, we can assume that human trafficking could play a role, electoral fraud such as the electoral fraud we saw in North Carolina could play a role, play a role etc, etc. So, yes, it's been argued that perhaps the House will return to further impeachment hearings and investigations because of the copious material supplied to them by the criminal mobster associate president. Yes, Brian, I'm, I'm glad you didn't come on to be interviewed because as much as I appreciate your support, if you're just going to parrot Bernie talking points at me, uh, I, f I find it hard to tolerate that because Yes, the pendulum, the political pendulum has swung way far too over to the right. Uh, but you can't just pick a point exactly mirror opposite on the continuum and say, well, so we should aim for that. That's arbitrary. You still need to build consensus and bring Americans back away from their convictions that they've been brainwashed to have. And I'm not just talking about Fox News. Even mainstream media has been, has lurched too far to the right. Uh, they, they are suspicious of government. They're suspicious of the need for welfare payments. Uh, that's why people have tolerated so much of the attacks on welfare payments. Americans have tolerated uh, attacks on SNAP benefits, on food stamps, uh, for, on CHIP, the uh, stopgap 
healthcare measure for children of parents who aren't in complete poverty but who earn too much to qualify for Medicaid. Warren is also a lovely Democratic candidate, but Warren is not popular with black voters, so they object to something about her history or her present or her positions, I don't know, but she, you cannot have a successful Democratic candidate who does not capture the enthusiasm and the loyalty of the Democrats' most reliable base. So I'm sorry, dear white people, or dear people of whatever color who keep favoring progressive candidates. America needs to make progress to the left, but progressive candidates do not resonate with sufficient independent voters in key battleground states where the electoral college victory will be decided. So don't tell me I lack imagination and can't I see how progressive candidates are so successful because that's wrong. Progressive candidates lost over and over again in the midterm elections. What's necessary, you can run a progressive candidate in a very safe blue seat, but if you try and run a progressive candidate in a purple seat, you lose. That's what happened over and over again in the midterm. True, look, Americans often show concern to pollsters about having a candidate over 70, which is fair enough. But Joe Biden is still trusted by a vast majority of black American voters. He did not lose ground in popularity even when Kamala Harris attacked him in the debates, which shows you that his support is very resilient. And all of the Republican Party's efforts to smear Biden only work with their base. And other people hear that and go, nope, I'm listening. It sounds like Hunter Biden uh, didn't do anything wrong. He was able to benefit from his father's fame, but he was not corruptly and nepotistically employed like Ivanka and Donald Trump Jr. Uh, and, sorry, and her husband, who are employed by Washington, by the White House, as a consequence of their father and father-in-law appointing them against all security procedures and measures. So they were, their security checks said, no, do not employ them. Nevertheless, they were employed over the objections of uh, career officials working in a bipartisan sense on security background checks. Yes, the Republican Party are saying if Biden will win, they'll begin his impeachment. Good luck to that, because if the electoral system holds up, then uh, the Senate will certainly not remain Republican majority, majority and the Republican Party will not regain the majority in the House, which belongs to Democrats. So no, they'll be able to do diddly squat. Americans voted for accountability for Trump and the Republican Party when they had a resounding blue wave in the 2018 elections. So yes, good luck trying to impeach Joe Biden without a majority in the House or Senate and without any evidence because Ukraine has already investigated Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and found no evidence of wrongdoing because Joe Biden was acclaimed worldwide for his open and above board role in, in holding back uh, American guarantees for, for loans to Ukraine until they got rid of their corrupt prosecutor. He helped motivate them to get done what needed to be done. So yes, flipping the house was an excellent first step and we will build on that. Um, so somebody said Michael Bloomberg's anti-gun commercial uh, ran 
tonight. That's good. That certainly energizes uh, female voters in the suburbs. And Trump has been losing significant support in a previously loyal demographic, that of white female voters with no college degree, which is fantastic because often people with college degrees are the ones paying attention to the pile-on of Trump news stories about corruption. But if women without college degrees are also starting to, to notice and to care about the problems that Trump poses <coughs> for American families and American children, then that's great. I mean, farming bankruptcies are up 20%. They're at their highest level in eight years since the last Republican president-induced economic recession. True. Joe talks a lot about bipartisan um, cooperation and people are very critical of him for that. But social media is very progressive. It's inhabited by, I think, 39% progressive people, whereas the real world is 8% progressive people in just data terms. Uh, so what, what you may not know is that uh, a lot of American voters highly value bipartisan cooperation, even though in real terms Republicans don't do that and they sabotage Democrats any opportunity they get in order to get elected and be in a position uh, to address Republican sabotage, you need to still be elected. So Biden makes the reassuring mouth noises that independent American voters need to hear in order to feel trusting, in order to feel that they're not voting to give the country over to the hands of socialists who will shackle capitalism and upend American prosperity, security and international success. Ego says, I would vote for you, Dav, and I so appreciate that. Thank you. Can I start tomorrow? Yes. Well, I uh, appreciate your support, <laughs> and I am certainly trying to stay on top of what's happening in the US so I can bring you all uh, the best collection of news and news analysis from other people and also from my own thoughts. That I possibly can. So if you do like my work, consider subscribing on YouTube, sharing the, the podcast, or even uh, becoming a Patreon. Bless. <laughs> uh, one thing that Ethan has noted is that Trump is suffering from a debilitating neurological impairment, it would seem, from his increasingly notable uh, mispronunciations. And it's worse than mis mispronunciation, mispronunciations. He's really mangling words and finding it difficult to go back and correct them. Uh, the almost neologisms, some of the words that Trump makes up, crimadiddles. Uh, and he interrupts himself, so at least he has that self-awareness. And he'll stop mid-flight and say, look, look when he's having difficulty saying something. Ah yes, my, my nurse friend has it, expressive aphasia. So he appears to still receptively note when he said something wrong, receptively meaning he can hear it because he can stop himself. He can't necessarily correct the word, he's often got perseveration, meaning he'll get stuck 
on saying oranges, the oranges of a report. Trump's dad had dementia as well. Yes, there could be a hereditary component. Uh, people have noted that in videos you can see Trump's right leg is dragging on the ground. He He's struggling with various words and he's struggling to recall dates. So when he has to talk about something or he'll say, oh yes, I recently met you, and it'll turn out that he met that person perhaps six months ago. So time is blurring for him in a way that is suggestive of neurological impairment. What we could do is we could, um, I could take down this um, Senate thing and we could, oh, we could have a look at that bill Bill Mayor Trump ad because that uh, all right. I'm going to add this to the live stream now uh, and see if we can hear it all right. okay Now, can you hear that? Let me know. Because if you can't hear it, I can... Oh, you can't hear it. Okay. So, I'll start it again. Okay, click. Ah, share audio. All right, let's start it from the beginning. Okay, now let's see. Okay. Let me try it. How's the volume now? Can you hear it now? Still low? Okay. Try again. And we'll start from the beginning. Good? Okay. We can discuss. Okay. Oh, let's not let's not listen to that again. Whew. Now, 
to analyze that. Uh, yes, neurological problems. And do we think Trump could run again for 2020 with that level of impairment that's potentially escalating or that seems to be on an escalating trajectory? Can the Republican Party pull off a weekend at Bernie's except election, an election with Donald? So yes, it could also be Adderall, but uh, I don't know, that seems like such a significant amount of uh, dysfunction in speech. The hair colour, I think, is, is not strictly relevant to the, to the word the word problems uh, and I try to stay away from if I can from commenting on Trump's appearance just because the opposite of fascism is humanity and it's a value of the left that we are supposed to say don't judge people on their appearance so it's sad because a lot of the Trump criticism has focused on his appearance and his hair and I don't mind when people make moral judgments about Trump and say he is very deceptive in his behavior. And so, yes, it, it speaks to that level of deception that he feels the need to artificially color his hair uh, and artificially color his skin. Because for him, like for a lot of aspiring authoritarians, appearance is everything, substance is nothing. Oh, that was your argument about what might be neurologically affecting Trump. Uh, Jeff thinks that they, the hair colour could be affecting his, his thinking. I don't know, I think there's a lot of women with coloured hair who would uh, counteract that suggestion. So how long did Reagan get propped up as President of the United States when he was suffering from Alzheimer's? A long time? Um, oh, I shouldn't leave Trump up on my screen either. We shouldn't have to look at something like that. Okay. Shakira was trending for a little while ahead of uh, the Super Bowl, which was nice. I liked it that... Um, oh. Okay, you have me. I'll, I'll take that off the screen. Okay, so is there anything, so Nancy ran the White House, Jeff saying it was a long time that uh, Reagan was propped up in, in power. So that's sad. Obviously I have an appetite for, for hoping that Trump's reign comes to an end sooner rather than later, but I'll try and stick to um, believing rational things. So yes, I, we cannot count on Trump's physiological, neurological problems to rule him out for, from a White House run for a re-election campaign. Um, why are you wondering if Barron has an iPhone? That's an interesting point, but I, I can't follow your logic there. Let's talk about one more thing Maybe before I go, let's talk about bankruptcies for farms. I'll see if I can bring up anything on that. Oops, Richard Painter. 
Okay. I've looked up Richard Painter on Twitter and he looks like he's been sharing quite a few interesting things lately. So I'll bring that up on the screen so we can have a look. Um, how easily can you see that article or that screenshot? So uh, in a world where there is no truth, no right and no wrong, this is what we get. 20 ways in which Hitler is copying, Trump is copying Hitler's early rhetoric and policies. Yes, I've been arguing this for a long time. And it is looking like the institutions of America are struggling to contain Trump and Republican Party corruption. And authoritarians turn into very murderous dictators once accountability has been removed. Because authoritarians typically get access to power in the first place by appealing to people's worst instincts. And the thing about feeding people's worst instincts is that the appetite grows. And the leaders, in order to keep the support of their base, have to start doing worse and worse things. And they will continue to justify those things and demand more. Uh, Joni Ernst is a Republican senator who has been suggesting that Biden would be impeached. Uh, by an imaginary Republican majority in the House or Senate. Uh, wow, Richard, Richard Painter, who was a stout Republican who was a lawyer, uh, an ethics advisor for uh, George W. Bush, is now sharing Elizabeth Warren ads. Interesting. She is a good candidate, and yes, there she is with Obama, and she has tried to fight for the middle class. Good for her. Ah, this was what I was looking for. U.S. Oh, U.S. farm bankruptcies. U.S. farm bankruptcies hit an eight-year high from from data from courts. Now, this is interesting because as Trump. If Trump grows increasingly emboldened following a likely U.S. Senate acquittal, courtesy of the corrupt Republican Party on Wednesday, then he might get even bolder in shackling, ramshackling American institutions so that you'll be able to rely less on data that comes out of U.S. government bodies. But here you go, there's still some honesty that we should cling to while, while we have some trust. Uh, that bankruptcies are being accurately reported on and U.S. fan bankruptcies have hit an eight-year high. Financial woes in the U.S. agricultural economy, even though Trump took $28 billion out of U.S. government coffers uh, and gave it to some farmers. Obviously, the some farmers turned out to be mostly large farming corporations and not so much the smaller farmers who have been hit very hard by Trump's tariff war, who have lost their selling relationships with China. They've lost their markets. All right. So we'll go see if we can visit that website. Let's have a little look. All right. Remove that one from the stream and add a different one. Oh. Nope, nope, nope. 
farm bankruptcies. Here we go. US bankruptcies jumped 20% to an eight-year high in spite of a massive federal bailout funding. Family farmers filed 595 Chapter 12 bankruptcies in 2019. Family farmer bankruptcies have steadily increased every year for the past five years. So Midwestern towns were vulnerable to Trump because they were already on an increasing trajectory of bankruptcies. And now that trajectory has not receded under Trump. It has continued and in fact escalated. So farmers across the nation have retired or sold their farms because of the financial strain. I heard that this was one reason that uh, farmers might experience social pressure in not speaking out against the Republican Party or Trump corruption because the people they live nearby are all Republicans and all support Trump. So if you're personally feeling doubt or you've managed to read a access a news source that's not Fox News or Breitbart or, or Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity and you start to go maybe Trump's a bit corrupt and the tariff war is ill-advised you can't say anything out loud because the people who will loan you money are Republicans and word of your treason to King Donald will harm your chances of getting a loan if you dare speak up. So chapter 12 is part of a federal bankruptcy code. Okay, the increase in cases had been somewhat expected because farmers are facing trade battles, yes, courtesy of Trump, ever mounting farm debt, prolonged low commodity prices, volatile weather patterns, and a fatal pig disease that has decimated China's herd. How would that impact on increasing American farmer bankruptcies? That would increase the market for selling uh, pigs, wouldn't it? Sounds like this article from Reuters is a little bit um, loose with their interpretations. Oh, I can see in the corner of the screen a sad headline saying Palestinians cut ties with Israel, US after rejecting the peace plan from Jared Kushner, which wasn't a peace plan so much as a plan for occupation of Palestinian land and essential slow genocide of Palestinian people. All right. Yes, Trump didn't have a copy of Mein Kampf on his nightstand. He had a copy of uh, a collection of Hitler's speeches. And you can look up that article. In fact, I can find it for you now. It was reported on years ago by a Vanity Fair journalist. Vanity Fair. Trump. This Business Insider story is not the original Vanity Fair story, but I'll still link to it. Okay. 
This is a Business Insider story reporting on the Vanity Fair report. For some reason, maybe Vanity Fair don't like that story to be linked to, or whatever reason, the algorithm is not bringing it up. Uh-oh, my internet is struggling. Hello, thank you for joining in with today's podcast. Hope you enjoy.